Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skin off goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Bean United. This is a thing of genius. Welcome in, Happy Soccer Podcast Day. I am Bone. And I am Beam. And we got a lot to get to today. Uh, I was going to say no Zlatan on this podcast, but Ibra will make an appearance later in the show not the physical person it's just that's I think, what you think it's like the third or fourth podcast in a row where Slotin Ibrahimovic will come up he will do so again later in the show gonna have to listen to the whole damn thing I guess so that's right uh we'll talk plenty of Premier League you have got uh, some shakeups as far as head coaches go including of course the Arsenal moving on from the Emery so mm-hmm. who's gonna be the guy there I don't think it's Freddie Umberg. I don't think he's the guy long term no could be wrong uh, Megan Rapino, she's doing things. We'll talk about that. And uh, the new Major League Soccer franchise has been announced. Number 30. It's Whoa! 30! When will it stop? We'll get to all that. And of course, never. <laughs> it's never going to stop. We'll talk about the Cruise home opener as well. That has been announced. They made some moves as well. But we start, Beamer, with the Euro 2020 draw. Yes, it's coming up next year. I don't know about you, but I'm already in 2020. Like, I have somehow in my brain skipped right past Christmas, skipped right past, like, all of December, because I was having a meeting with Matt Earhart, a.k.a. Marco, our, our, like, operations manager here, and we were talking about something. I said, oh, yeah, next month. And he goes, you mean February? And I'm like, yeah, right. Yes, that's so right. Next not month, next month, February. more like two and a half months away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my brain's just already moved on to 2020. So we're not in 2020 yet, but the Euro 2020 draw has happened. Man, it's really crazy to think that, you know, here we are sitting in December. Like, it's just, it is crazy because, you know, growing up and everything, my parents would always used to tell me, like, you blink your eyes and it's our, it's going to be 20 years down the road. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, and I remember that when I'm like 10, 11 years old. It's like, if you get a chance to do it all over again, would you do it? And, you know, here we are sitting as we're getting ready to turn into the new year. It's really crazy how fast that this year has gone and next year is going to go faster and the year after that. And it's just, I mean, it's a perpetual whirlwind that we live in. You're day in, you're day out, you're, you're grinding, you're just trying to put your head down and work in whatever capacity you're doing. You go to a nine to five job, you get off, you go home, have dinner with the wife, you know, husband, whatever. And then you go to sleep, you do it all again the next day. And it's really crazy how we're already... You know, in the beginning of December, where we're looking at a brand new MLS season that is going to be upon us. Yeah. And before you know it, we're going to be opening up the doors at the new Crew Stadium here in downtown Columbus. So it really is crazy. I can understand how you're in that mindset. It's like, okay, well, holiday time, that doesn't even count. Like, once you get it's to like, Thanksgiving, pff, over. Right. I Like, once we hit, actually, when we hit, like, Halloween, I was like, well, this year's pretty much over now. Yep. And, it, and now, like, with football season winding down, college football season winding down, it's like, okay, so that's almost done. Like, it just feels like we're already to the new year. But uh, the 2020 draw came out 
Uh, was that last week? No. It was last, last Saturday. Week, yeah, it was during Saturday. the Ohio State-Michigan game That's because right. I was sitting here in our radio station, and I come in and I watch the Ohio State football games because I have to do post-game afterwards. And I actually had the Euro draw on the opposite TV of the Ohio State-Michigan game, and I was tw- I was texting you. Yes. Like at these groups as they're getting drawn <laughs> out, and I'm sure like you're you know watching the game and you're not looking at your phone or anything, and I'm like keeping one eye on the Buckeye game and like, oh my God, look at that matchup. Oh my God, this matchup, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, there's pretty. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get into what is actually on the table now. Uh, so appropriately enough, the first team in Group A on Thanksgiving weekend is Turkey. That's so right. That's nice. I'm sure that's how they planned it because that's what Euro 2020 draw was all about. Was trying to shoehorn that into a Thanksgiving joke. You know, Seth Blatter somewhere put like 10 million dollars down on a prop bet that Turkey would be the first team <laughs> named on on Thanksgiving. You know, that's Thanksgiving right. weekend, and somewhere he's he's smiling, 100 million dollars richer off a 10 to one odd bet. There you go. Uh, so Turkey, Italy, Wales, and Switzerland are that first group. Uh, group B, Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. Mm-hmm. Then we start getting into all the playoff groups. So Group C is the Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, and the playoff winner from playoff winner D, which I don't even have the – wait, playoff It's on winner, the bottom of the sheet. Playoff winner D is Georgia versus Belarus, mm-hmm. North, Macedo- North Macedonia versus Kosovo. Didn't even know that Didn't there know was there a was North, North and Macedonia. South Macedonia. But I don't even you know, know if there's a South Macedonia. No clue. Good. You know what? I have just found the team I'm rooting for. North Macedonia, my guys. Rooting for them. If you can name me the capital of North Macedonia, I will give you everything in my bank account. Would you know it if I said nothing. it? No, I, would, I have no clue. <laughs> All right. Fine. Just make um, it up. Uh, I don't know. Well, Baku is... Like somewhere in that region of the world. I don't know, man. Baku is where they're playing some of the games. They're playing, uh, let's see, Wales and Switzerland are playing there, as well as Turkey and Wales and Switzerland and Turkey are all playing in Baku. In all Baku. right, there you go. So that whole group is just playing there. I see uh, how that it's works. the capital now. of Azerbaijan. Yeah, Sorry that's about it. that. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, then you've got, so that was the group C. Group D is England, Croatia, playoff winner C. Yep. We'll get to them in a second. And Czech Republic, playoff. Winner C could be any of Scotland, Israel, Norway, or Serbia. Mm-hmm. Then you have Group E, Spain, Sweden, Poland, and one of these four teams, Bosnia-Herzegovina, Northern Ireland, Slovakia, or the Republic of Ireland. How about that for a little draw oh, could there? Could be you some get, rivalry you get right Northern there. Ireland Ooh. and the Republic Ooh. of Ireland in the same patch, same match. I that mean, come on, be, that's going to be great. Could be a thing. And finally, Group F, mm-hmm. Portugal, France, Germany, and then the team that gets murdered by one of those, all those three teams. But yeah. that that could be Iceland, Iceland, Romania, or Bulgaria, Hungary, Bulgaria or Hungary. Sure. One of those four. So there's that. I mean, imagine if Iceland gets in there. That's a pretty solid European team. It's done plenty of things on its own right. I mean, really, Romania, Bulgaria, Hungary. Like, sure. There's one of those four teams plus Portugal, France, Germany. That is the group of death of all group of deaths, I would say, right? Yeah, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that. You know, you go back a couple of World Cups ago where I believe it was, what, England, Portugal, the U.S., the U.S., and who was it, Ghana? Yes. The Ghana that was the, was the group of death in the World Cup a yes, couple, couple right. cycles back. And you look at that, you're like, all right, yeah, that one's pretty good. And you always get one of these in a major tournament, but I don't ever think we've seen the past three major tournament champions all in the same group. Of course, we know two years ago – 
You had France winning the World Cup. Okay, yep, got that. Germany in the last World Cup before the previous one, they won that. And you look at Portugal, who are the reigning Euro champions. champions. It's amazing. So you get all of those three teams in one group. I mean, that's just going to be, it's going to be spellbinding. We should clarify, because I did say this kind of wrong. Now, Iceland, Romania, Bulgaria, and Hungary are the playoff A group. Yeah. But if Romania wins that playoff, they will not be in group A. If they win that playoff, uh, they will then be switched to, they'll be in group C with the Netherlands, Ukraine, and Austria. So there, there's some level of if that group, if that happens, it doesn't then Romania matter. doesn't get in. Yeah, what I know is that that's still a stacked group regardless. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, the tournament itself, it looks like that kicks off on what is match? Why why are the dates not on here? I thought the dates were on here. Oh, here we go. There you June go. June 12th. Sorry. Hey. I was just saying. You know what, Bone? You, you know printed me off that Here's piece of thing. paper, and I didn't even bring it down here. Here's the thing. So I looked at this sheet of paper, and of course, the Euro dating system always yep. trips me up because I'm like, what is 12, 12, 6, 13, 6, 14? Are these times? What are these? Are and these like, numbers? No, are these days? Or is six, it months? What are yes, we doing? 12th of June, 13th of June. All right. So 12th of June is when it starts. It will all wrap up on the 12th of July. So there you go. A one-month-long tournament to decide who reigns supreme in European I just international it. soccer it's so good too it. because you get into the doldrums of summer and of course you have mls going on but really that's like the dead period of anything and then once every couple of years you are just whisked away to wherever the tournaments are going to be played and whether sure. that's the euro the euros or you know the world cup and it really is like it brightens my summer because you know, working here, working at a radio station where you have to talk about sports, it's like, oh my, well, what can I say about Ohio State football in the month of June? Like, there's not yeah. so much to talk about. So even though you have to basically do your show anyways, it always takes me out of that mindset and gives me something else to, like, put my time and energy. And then the fact that I'm a big golf fan, like, during that month span, you're going to have the U.S. Open and the British Open going on within the the window of the euro so it's all time it's it's all every every other year you get an all-time sports month between june and july and i love it let me give you this if you wanted to take like a few days off mm -hmm. just like i'm saying if you've got time to burn not that everybody does but if you've made like man i really just need to take two or three random days off in the summer where we're not traveling we're not going anywhere kids are going to be gone or whatever you got going on let me give you want to like, go to a bar and get hammered yeah uh so the tournament starts, like I said, Friday, June 12th. So that means Monday, June 15th, you have got three games. Tuesday, June 16th, you've got two games. Taking off that one. Wednesday, June 17th, you've got three games. Thursday. So like that, I mean, that first week, basically, you've got three games every single day. You could find a couple days. Do we know the, the time the frame yet? Like, does it say the well, times like, on there? So it had like, so for example, on that uh, Monday, the games are being played in Glasgow, in Bilbao, in Dublin. So those are all, I mean, European-based cities, I would guess, not far off of GMT. So that's going to be five or six hours ahead. So it's, yeah. it's going to be regular so watching it'd be hours. like Premier League watching hours for the most part. Then you've got Munich and Budapest are the uh, game Maybe sites. Maybe a six and seven hour. Wednesday, you're in Rome, Baku, and St. Petersburg. Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Bucharest on Thursday. Like, London and Glasgow on so Friday. It's, it's so all, it's, it's all going to be within all, a six yeah. to eight hour window. So I would or guess, five to eight yeah, hour I'm window. guessing most of the game times will be right around what we're used to with Premier League times. Maybe like an early 730, maybe like a 10, a noon. I would think that's kind of the God, window you're looking so at. It's so good. It's so perfect. Yeah. And maybe, and you might even get like a 330. 
might get one of those. Like I'm sure I'm guessing my guess would be 10 noon three. It would be like your time frames yes. for a lot of these games. So you just take a day, have a late morning, get up, get yourself some breakfast, head on off to your local establishment, drink beer till about six o'clock in the evening, watching the international soccer. What could be bad about? I mean, that? there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Summertime, it's going to be beautiful outside. I'm ready for it now. Yep, I am too. We're already, like to, you know what? Let, We're already there. Let me ask you this. Now you you do have to skip everything in between. Okay. But I give you no winter. You are done with winter. Mm-hmm. You just skip it all. Yep. And we put you right into like this week of June, and you get to just. Am I Tomorrow ta- you wake up. Are you taking that? But that means you miss Christmas. You miss potential Buckeye National Championship in football. That means championships miss- with the basketball yeah, team. Basketball too. team could be too. I mean, who knows? Are you are you skipping all of that? Yes. But that also means you're skipping the salt and the winter yep. and yeah, I think I might too. I'm hundred percent skipping that because then I get to skip past ski season, which is I, I like to ski, but I don't often get to do it. I take like one trip a year for three days to like New York or Pennsylvania or something like that. Yeah. We don't have a big trip plan this year. So if I could skip past ski season to get right back to golf season <laughs> and then like have my game yeah. be be in be in shape where it's at now, oh yeah, I'm skipping past that. Give me give me the click. Give me I'll the click that, remote. I'm clicking on that, too, because not only all that, but I've got a two-month-old at home that is colicky <laughs> and fussy. If I could skip ahead to, like, she's eight, nine months old, sure. I'm sorry. I know some people are romantic about that phase. Like, not for me. Like, I want her to still know me, and, like, when I eight to nine months, like, she No, has, she doesn't have any, any memories of you. You get well, wiped you know off the earth. We'll start over. I'll see if I can work my way back into her life. I'll start feeding her. I mean, you what's know. the chances that the baby remembers something from Nothing. zero to nine months Nothing. old? I don't remember anything Nothing. from I'm that I'm fast-forwarding right to Euro 2020. If I could do it, I would. I, w- I don't want to wish my whole life away. I do want to wish, like, from now until ne- then. <laughs> you know I what? I don't want to wish my entire life away, but, but screw that. the next six months. <laughs> oh, yeah, but what if I wake up and it's like, oh, yeah, you also got your life together between now and then, and you've lost, like, 100 pounds. Beautiful. Like, awesome. What if I won the lottery, then? What if I gained 100 pounds? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. not good. Uh, speaking of fast-forwarding, maybe you want to fast-forward to Cruzmas. Well, now you know what day that will be. The MLS announced all of the openers for this year. And Sunday, March 1st, thought maybe we would get a leap year game because it is a leap year this year, February 29th. Is it? Yep. But I hate leap year. It's stupid. Well, it's not stupid. It's scientifically necessary. Yeah. I mean, there's there's has yeah. to be a, an extra no. day every so often. Time is irrelevant, Bone. It right. doesn't even. It's made up. Time it is, is just okay. made up. It's a, it's sun a, goes up, sun goes down. You get older, then you die. I don't, I don't know why we need an ex- another day. It's a it's a man made construct. I agree with you on that. But it is now. Not. I sound like chops. Oh, get a, away with oh, leap here. Man, man made construct. <laughs> Bye. All right. So the crew will be starting off their season Sunday, March first, at Mafre Stadium, the final full year of Mafre Stadium. Maybe. We hope. We hope. Right. Uh, That is against New York City FC at 1230 in the afternoon. That is just chef's kiss Mm. thing of beauty. Love it. Now, let me lay this out for you. Because Sunday, March 1st, you have 1230, crew taking on NYC FC. Then, 4 p.m. at the shot, Ohio State basketball takes on Michigan basketball. All right. The great Keith Noss of Save the Crew fame pointed this out to me on Twitter. And then you also have at 7 p.m., Jackets hosting Vancouver at Nationwide. All in the same day. It's a hell of a sports day. It's right a hell there. of a sports day. And I tell you, if my liver can take it, I'm going to try to hit all three. I may just have to like hit the hit the Columbus sports trifecta. That's right. 
Hit a uh, Buckeye game. You got a crew game. You got a Jackets game. All of it right there. Boy. Put the spring game in there at like, I don't know, 9 a.m. and just make it a full day. But yeah, I'm going to be tailgating early, kegs and eggs. If it's anything like last year's Christmas, then I mean, we're in for a. I don't know you. if you're making it to the Buckeye game, <laughs> let alone the Jackets game at 7 o'clock. Yeah, that there's night. no way. There's no way. It probably will just be Christmas and then get me home to watch the other two. But yeah, that's that was a lot of fun last year. I plan oh, on having a good tailgate man. this year. Uh, also, the crew will have another new face on the field, possibly for this game. They announced the signing. Uh, defender Axel Schuberg. Who I thought is, you were going to say Axel Witzel, and I was going to get really excited mm, for a second. No, I'm sorry. It's not him. Damn it's it. Axel Schuberg, veteran defender from the Colorado Rapids. Uh, he is a big boy, 6'7", center back. Ooh. Yeah. So get ready for a lot of, for a big guy, good with his feet, <laughs> the old Peter Crouch thing. You're going to get a lot <laughs> of right. that. Uh, but he is 28 years old, selected in the first round, 14th overall of the 2015 MLS Super Draft. He comes by way of Marquette, but uh, Schuberg's an interesting dude because in 2016, he was MLS best 11. Great. Had a fantastic year for Colorado. They were one of the best defenses. What year did you say? In MLS, 2016. Okay. So then 2017, 2018, 2019, beset with injuries and never quite right, and then fell out of favor. Last year, you might remember, the Rapids were looking for defensive help. They brought in Lala Sabubakar, who they got on loan from the crew. And then, of course, they liked him so much, they made that a permanent transfer by sending the crew a bunch of allocation money, which we talked about a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. So the crew have essentially swapped out Gam. Lala Sabubakar for Axel Schuberg, a guy who's fallen, like a guy who fell out of favor there and they needed help with defense. So they brought in Lala Sabubakar. Now the crew get one of those guys back. Could be just change of scenery works well for him. It worked well for Lawless. When he got there, he played much better than he did here. Maybe for Axel, it'll work out as well. Who knows? It's the first time I've ever heard of Axel Schuberg in my life, so I'm not going to pretend to know anything about him other than that he's a big dude, and when he dons that jersey in the first game in Montfrey, if he's helping out the team at that point, then I'm going to be cheering like a wild man. You know, and I would love to know from the Twitter crew historians that are out there, and I, I think I'm correct in saying this. I think that's the biggest player that's ever worn a crew jersey. In a six in a seven. Crew. Like yeah. when he walks out on the field, I don't think there's been many guys over six six. Maybe a spare goalkeeper here or there that I'm forgetting. But like even the biggest goalkeepers in MLS tend to be six five, six sure. six. Like a six seven, certainly as far as field players go. I maybe I'm wrong. If there is a crew fan out there who remembers a bigger guy than six seven. Playing in a game for the crew. I'm you not don't saying remember his... Greg Oden's stint with the crew? <laughs> Greg Oden playing for the crew. <laughs> yeah. That's why his knees are shot. Exactly. he just played on all that artificial turf out yeah. in Seattle. He went out there. It's he too played... bad for him. Yeah, he played on an artificial turf game, and then his knees were shot. Microfracture Damn surgery. Sounders should have never played in that game. Uh, so Don Garber announced – well, he didn't announce. This was reported by uh, Dave Hodges, who covers uh, sports out in Charlotte. He says that Charlotte is going to announce be announced as the – 30th MLS team Jesus. on December 17th. Don Garber was talking about Charlotte and would not confirm this. This was from a few weeks ago, but he did say that MLS is going to get a 30th franchise. Many people anticipated it would be Charlotte. This is the first report I've seen about it. But Don Garber went on to say that they are a little fatigued with all the expansion. They're going to get to 32 teams, but it might take a little bit longer to get to 32. So he makes it sound like after Charlotte, we're going to slow down which means by this time next year, he will have announced the 34th MLS 
team is my I guess. Don't, that's what I don't understand. If he's saying, you know, we're getting a little bit exhausted with, with our expansion efforts and we're getting a little bit tired of it and dealing with it. It's like, hey, man, you run the league. You know you can put a stop to it and just not include anyone else, right? Right. Like, is he is he self-aware that you can do that? I just I, I don't understand him coming out and complaining about like yeah we're getting a little tired of adding all these expansion teams and everything and it's hard to keep track of and yada 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 and then it's like okay well we're gonna announce two more teams it's like well you can just stop yeah stop you it you can but I but they can't because now the expansion fees they're saying I'll be curious to see what they say Charlotte pays but the rumors are that to get in the league now it's three hundred million dollars <sighs> get in not like that's also gives you the team. That's just the right to be in the league, and then you have to build a stadium. Yeah, you're putting in, aside from the $300 million, now I think the way they're going to do it initially, because I think this is David Tepper, who's the Panthers owner, is the leader of this thing, and I think they're going to initially be playing at Bank of America Field, probably then, and they will use this to say, well, we have the Panthers in this aging stadium, we have this soccer team in this Mm -hmm. aging stadium, what we really need to do is build a new stadium for both yep. that's functional. Think of like Atlanta Stadium. That's what we need to do in Charlotte, and I bet you that's probably where that's headed. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they've already announced that, and I'm just forgetting it. Um, but I have, I've said this for a while. I continue to say it. Major League Soccer will get to 40 franchises, and I believe the plan will be when they get around like 30 or 32, when they get to 32 and they announce 32, 34, they will start saying – you know, we really, if you want promotion relegation, we might have a way of doing that. It'll and just bet- be it'll just be an MLS one, an MLS two, yep. and it'll be all the same team. And they'll rights, suck up yeah. like the next four or five or six best USL franchises to get to forty. As long as those franchise owners can find people who want to pay four hundred, five hundred million dollars worth of investment. Yeah. And then the goal is you get all the sum money, soccer united marketing, you get all the US soccer grift, you get all that stuff. And you get all the MLS TV contracts, and then they go back to Fox, ESPN, everybody, and say, hey, look, we have a domestic promotion relegation product for you with franchises in 40 U.S. markets, and they're never going to fade. They're all going to be here. Let's go. What do you want for two leagues for a TV deal, not just one? And I I guarantee you that's the way they will spin that. And and then they'll probably tie in USL to say you can be our – like feeder league, and then in the USL one and two, they can still have promotion relegation for the feeder team. But they're never going to crack an MLS one and MLS one and two. No, I think that's the way they're going to do it. Yeah, I, and listen, it, it makes sense to me. That's about as that's about the only way it does make sense to get to thirty two. And in a sport that's not nearly as popular as the NFL, like they've got thirty two teams, but Major League Soccer's just not there yet. Well, you're also never going to get a true pro rel in in MLS in the United no. States. It's just, it's not going to happen. The sport is not popular enough for the the entire country to sustain. You know, the, let's I say, would say the league is not popular. The sport is certainly popular. Soccer is popular enough. But I'm saying, like, but, l- let's but just the league itself here we know is like at best it's seventh or eighth in the world, and it's probably not even that. But it's at seventh or eighth at best in the world, is what I'm saying. Like, I think if the Premier League was just all transported here, yes, or English soccer structure with, you know, a hundred clubs mm-hmm. was transported here, and all that history was downloaded onto here, I think there'd be enough people who would actually support it. But I do too. But we don't. We don't have. We don't that. have that. That's what I mean. Right. And that's so, what. So I guess that was the wrong. The wrong way to term it. That the sport isn't as popular. 
But, I mean, it is, and that's a great thing. But I just I don't ever see a true pro-rel happening because I don't see these owners paying $300 million to get in and then having to, to build their own stadiums and keep up with intake costs and all of that stuff for then only to say, hey, you're going to be in MLS for one year or we're going to start you off in the fourth tier and you're going to have to build your way up. Like, there's no chance no. in the world – that that will happen with the structure that MLS has right now. But I, I like the idea. Listen, I, I I don't know if 40 teams is the right number for MLS. I don't know if they can, can, can sustain that with TV deals or whatever they're going to do. I don't want to see the league fall and crumble. But, I mean, that's what happens sometimes with overexpansion. And I don't want to see that happen. But I do think it's a good idea to kind of get ProRel in there for at least be to – to be playing for something. Yeah, I, I don't think that – I think there are some people who believe promotion relegation is the be-all, end-all. That will save it. That will turn it. That will make the sport as popular as it is anywhere else. And I know you're not saying that, but some people, I think, genuinely feel that's what's holding back MLS. And I think, the like I said earlier, unless you can download all the history and everything else, yeah. you need great to point. build the history. You need to build the people caring – like, for me, if promotion relegation came around and the crew got relegated mm-hmm. to the second or third division, well, you know the bone is never going to have a problem with rooting for the crew. Like, I, I sure. will be there. My family will be there. We love this team. But I don't blame people who say, well, I wouldn't be there because that's not – they still yet have yet to crack that, you know? And I think a lot of MLS teams – you think Atlanta United fans are going to draw 70,000 people if no. they're in the third division? No, like they'll still draw. Seattle will draw. Seattle's been a USL team. They were a a team for 30 years before they became, like in other iterations, there was a Seattle soccer team. Pro soccer's been in that market, but they're not going to draw 70, 80,000 people to those games. Still drawing 20 is good if they could do it, but the rest of the league I don't think is there. Do you think the Chicago Chicago Fire are doing a complete rebrand, which sucks, complete rebrand and moving stadiums? Do you think they're going to sustain if, like, in year two of this rebrand, they went down a division? Do you think they would draw the numbers? No way. They're not drawing them now. Like, I I just don't think that's the – the only way it could work is if, like you said, if we keep it in that that two-league thing where – Two-tier system, yeah. You're still in ML – you're never going to be dead. You can still make your playoffs and win your league, even if you're not getting promoted every year. So you could win MLS 2 – by the by playoffs and yeah. then that gets you an automatic promotion and then the top three from the regular season also get promoted something like that would keep the interest in you being in the league two system but there's no way you can do it for a guy who just spent 300 million dollars exactly. plus a stadium and that's what i'm and saying then that guy's gonna be like oh yeah you're you're playing the richmond kickers this weekend enjoy like there's that's no what I'm chance saying. with with the expansion fees and how gaudy they are and just exorbitant prices now soaring to start a franchise there's just no way that and listen I don't know if there's like a CBA with the owners and they talk to Don Garber or they talk to the people with MLS but that that will never no. never ever 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 in in my lifetime in my kids lifetime in my great grandkids <laughs> lifetime ever happen where you get to a true system where you could potentially be dropped out of MLS it it will never happen no i i do think though i want to say the Richmond Kickers fine organization and quite honestly, wouldn't be surprised if they were one of the like four or five USL teams. Indy eleven that that 
yeah, Indy 11 could be one. Like I'm saying, if they could find ownership, those would be, especially those teams where they have shown the ability over the years to sustain, be around. Richmond Kickers have been around for a long, long time. So it'd be good to welcome them into MLS if they could ever get that. Been together. to an Indy 11 game once. It was a great yeah, time. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fine. I need to get out there. I need to go to more. I want to go. The team that I want to go see is Madison, forward Madison. Mm-hmm. I want to get up there. Let's take a road trip. Uh, dude, I'm, I'll, let's go full Mingo. All right. Hashtag full Mingo. I'd love it. Drink that's, some new Glarus spotted cow while oh, we're up yeah, there. It's look delicious. At you. That's a great reference. That's a that's a tidy beer right there. It's delicious. Fantastic. Mm. I've never had it. I've just heard it's I've heard it's great. I had a buddy who grew up in Wisconsin and would always go back there for like Christmas and he would bring back like four or five cases every single time back yeah. down to Columbus and it's it's delicious. I what? can't say much more. Is Mad- Forward Madison USL two? I don't know. Whatever they are, they're my favorite team in that league. <laughs> Bring it on. They're my guys. Uh, let's talk about Megan Rapino. She's my gal. She was given the Ballon d'Or as the best women's player in the world of soccer. Rightfully so congratulations so. to her. And she brought up a good point. She said, I want to see Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. She says, help me. These big stars do not engage in anything. There are so many problems in men's football. Do they fear losing everything? They believe that, but it's not true. Who will erase Messi or Ronaldo from world football history for a statement against racism or sexism? Now, in fairness to those guys, I think they have at times said, you know, the same things that a lot of people say about it. But her point seems to be, why not become an activist? Sure. And that's that's an interesting take. I mean, she certainly has been an activist and and put her thoughts out there on a variety of issues. She doesn't give a damn what anyone thinks. No, but I, I respect it. I do, too. And I think that it's an I think her point is rightfully so. Sometimes the guys who have seemingly the least to lose, like Messi and Ronaldo, you've got more money than God. What are mm-hmm. you doing? Like You're you, already a living, breathing, can, living legend. Messi could come out tomorrow and say soccer is pointless and it's a worthless game and no one should watch it. And people would love him and still follow him and watch all of his games. You can say whatever you want when you're at that level. Why not use some of that for good? I think that's an interesting point by her and good for bringing it up. Yeah, I do too. I mean, you know, you have a platform and listen, everybody who has a platform is more than free to to be able to get up on that platform and state it. And I'm with her, you know. It, it, listen, I'm not going to sit here and blame Zlatan or blame Messi or blame Ronaldo for anything that's going on that's sexist or or racist in the football world, in the soccer world. I just I can't I can't sit here and do that. But I understand her point in saying, hey, you know, why don't why won't you help me with this? Because I truly feel like in order for this to keep growing and for us to to get there as a society where everybody is accepted for who they are and everybody's getting an equal share of something, we need the big people to step up on this too. And I think that that's what she's trying to illustrate. Yeah, it's a it's a good point by her. Let's take a quick break here, only from what we're talking about to say this. I'm going to switch gears entirely because I wanted to bring this up before we get too far down the podcast road. We are getting closer to an announcement of our watch party for the Bone and Beam Premier League watch party we're going to do. We are, yes. I can tell you we are we are set on a location. We are good on that. What we are now waiting for is a final date to do this. But preliminary belief is early February, probably first, second weekend of February. Just keep it open. Because we're probably going to do a little watch party on one of those Saturday Sundays. So just, Central Columbus location. Yep. And and we have stickers. That's the big. That's the big thing. We did get in the mail. We ordered them and have them. 
I believe I have about 30 to 40 Bone and Beam United stickers. Yes. The logo of our podcast, we have a sticker for you. If you come to this watch party, you will hopefully receive a sticker while supplies last. Yes. I've always wanted to say while that. While supplies last. We are so popular. <laughs> we yeah, will give so, away eight of them and have 32 of them left. <laughs> okay. And I, that's exactly right. Yes. So if you see us in two years out at another bar, we still may have stickers for you. Uh, but we will definitely have them at this event. Now, I will say what's a little bit of the holdup is the venue's fine. They're good. They're locked in. They're excited about it. The problem is we're still trying to figure out which game we want to watch. And part of this has to do with the fact the Premier League this year of all years, they have a weekend where we looked at a couple games. We're like, this is good for you. This is good for me. Mm-hmm. No Buckeye and basketball going no, on. Nothing. This is perfect. And we saw all these games. We're like, these are some, there's some good matchups here. Hopefully at least one of them will be on on Saturday. They won't move it to Sunday. Well, we found out that this is the first year the Premier League is doing the split weekend mm-hmm. where they're taking two match days over or a match day over two weekends. Right. So if it's match day, let's say 22. Well, there's right now just a bunch of games listed at 10 o'clock on this Saturday. What they're going to do is take half those games and move them to the following Saturday and half of them on the Saturday we're looking at. Correct. So we want to make sure the games we want are on the Saturday that we want. And if that's the case, then we'll announce the date, hopefully in the next week. I think we find out in like another week or so is when they're going to make the decisions on that, and then we'll know for sure. But anyway, early February, get ready for it. Big watch party. We're going to have some fun, drink some beer. It should be good. Central Columbus location. Central Columbus and a brewery. Yeah. So you do the math on that. It's probably not going to be hard to figure out for those of you who know me or Beam. Mm-hmm. Probably guess which bar we're picking, but yeah, there you go. Um, all right, back to actual soccer talk. Let's go to the Premier League. Title race, Liverpool eight points ahead of Leicester. Boy, did they just slap around Everton. They did. Boy, was that bad. I felt bad that they put that game on uh, only on the gold pass and didn't put it on actual NBC Sports, but then they cut into it at the end, but it ends up being a 5-2 game. Well, guess what? You probably made the right call, you know, putting the Manchester United game on, and, of course, that game with Tottenham was clearly a lot more drama given now Jose's involvement in it. But yes, that they did. Liverpool, clear favorites, clearly moving away. Yeah, I mean it's not even not even close. And Everton you know. on the other end of the spectrum, they're just trash. They're bad. Yeah, I, you look at Liverpool and what they're doing, uh, clear and cut. And I think I think you and I were both on that on that page at the beginning of the season. If we went back and listened to our preview, I think we both thought that Liverpool was the team was they had the horses this year to get to get it done. And Jurgen Klopp, I believe, with the Everton win. He just got his 100th win at the club. He's only been involved in like 182 games. He's like 100 and he's like 100 wins. I think like 60 draws and only 20 losses. It's just it's an unbelievable record that yeah. Jurgen Klopp's got going over there for Liverpool. But yeah, they just Merseyside wasn't even close yesterday. Divock Origi no. is unbelievable. <laughs> he always steps up for the big game, and that was fantastic to see. They have quite a few guys who are unbelievable on that team. So Liverpool eight points clear of Leicester, who got another big win on Sunday which helped them stay right up there with Liverpool. Not right up there, but keeping pace sure. in a year where... Pace as much as you can with a team that's only tied one, <laughs> well, that's one game. I'm saying with Leicester, like, it's not like this is totally surprising, given that Jamie Vardy is still there and still 
on a goal streak. Actually, did he score? Do we know? He did. He scored. He scored again. So I heard my man Ar- Arlo White say it yesterday when I was watching the United Tottenham game. He's like the the Premier League's version of Benjamin Button. You know, he's just reverse <laughs> aging, and here he comes yes. again. I know. Well, he did this about this time, what, two, three years yeah. ago? Where he had 11 in a row, and now he's on, is it seven, eight? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. whatever. He's Yeah. So Jamie Vardy still exists, but, you know, it's not like that whole team from back then – that made the improbable run, that team's mostly gone. gone. Yeah, Riyad Mahrez I mean, is gone. Harry yeah. Maguire is gone. You look at N'Golo Kante. He is obviously yes. flourishing at Chelsea. Right. It's it's unbelievable. All these guys have moved on doing big, not bigger and better things, but they're all playing for much bigger clubs. And yet, and they've clearly changed managers, a bunch of, you know, everything's changed. And they're still right here in the thick of things, looking like right now a team that is for sure going to be a Champions League team yep. again, looking for sure like they're going to be. If anyone's going to make a run at Le- at, at Liverpool, it, they've got as good of an opportunity as anyone right now. So they're you, fun. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah, they are. And uh, what's really interesting is Brendan Rodgers, their manager, who's done a great job with that team. Mm-hmm. He has an out clause, as many managers do, that allows that if certain jobs were to come open and those teams were to pay him a certain amount of money, yeah, he's got a release. They clause, can't. Yeah. They can't keep him from leaving if he wants to take the bigger job. And supposedly in his clause, it is the Arsenal gig. You. And it is open as uh, Unai Emery is no longer there. So here's what Brendan Rodgers had to say about that. He said, "Listen, there probably is a clause like that in most managers' contracts. It's all hypothetical. All these types of situations." For me in this moment, we had a brilliant win today. This was on Sunday. We came back really, really well, and my focus is very much on Leicester. I made a change eight, nine months ago, and I've been very happy since I've been here. We still have a lot of work to do. I've been very fortunate to work with some brilliant clubs, some great institutions. The ambition was to help the club arrive into the top six, and everything's been great. There's great, great potential here. Yes. But. I am with you. It's not Arsenal. But it's it's Arsenal. Arsenal. I mean, I don't know. Like, is it's all going to depend on him, man, because if I'm in that situation where I say I'm going to build something and it looks like I'm building it and I'm contending and I'm doing it, I, that's really hard for me to say, yes, now I want to go try again, just switch it up and go do that somewhere else. He's going to get a chance to go wherever he wants later if he does this. Like, if he does this, he could leave and go somewhere like Arsenal. I mean, this is the crazy thing. You know, this is the thing about managing in, in high-level soccer now. It's that... You you look at a couple of years ago when Leicester did the unthinkable and they won the Premier League, and what was it? Not even a season later, you know, Claudio Ranieri is out of there. So it's like it doesn't even – it almost doesn't even matter, you know, what you do at this level. Like you get Leicester into the Champions League, and let's say that you drop five games in the group stage and then you're sitting at 12th on the table by this time next year – you're, you're going to be done anyway. So it's almost become this thing like I have no allegiance to the badge. I have no allegiance to the club. I need to do what's better for me. And that's where we're at, you know, right now in world soccer, as much as it is, as it's, it stinks to say, but right now you look at Leicester and you look at Arsenal, there's no doubt that Arsenal is by far the bigger world brand, but on the field, Leicester is is head and shoulders above what Arsenal is. And so will he then go to Arsenal? Will he try to build that team? And I think that's what you're alluding to. Do you want to do that again? We'll start over. Because it looks like you've got you've got the guys, you've got the horses for Leicester that say, All right, you know, we can we can be in a nice little two, three year run here. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I wonder is in the world of pro soccer, a two to four year run is almost like that's like Sir Alex. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's now you're going to get knighted. That's right. Like that means you've had a ridiculous amount of success. 
And my question is, if you go to Arsenal, is there any better chance you're going to be around longer there than you would be with Leicester? No. The answer's no. And you still, and then you have more uncertainty on the front side of building it because you don't know if you're going to be up to that task. You have been at Leicester so far, and that's good. I just, I, I really question whether, for me, it wouldn't make sense to leave. I, I would think. I'm with I'm glad, you. Yeah. And I wonder this too. If I'm Brandon Rogers and I go into the Leicester City management and I say, look, here's the deal. Um, I could go take this Arsenal job. You guys know I want that job, but I like what we're doing here. Pay me extra. Pay and me a gob of money. Well, they've apparently given him an extra $5 million, or they've made that offer to try to retain him and keep him from leaving. But if I say, oh, yeah, and by the way, remember the last time you fired the guy who won the thing here? Mm-hmm. How'd that go for you? The next couple years, not quite the same as you were. Like, if we get to Champions League next year and we get bounced earlier than you want or we struggle in the in the Premier League next year, give me the next 18 months after to sure. sort it back out again because I did it once. If you guys will make that commitment to me and give me time to sort through this, I promise you you're not going to see the dip you saw after you got rid of Ranieri. Maybe like a two-year no-fire clause, right? Yeah, like something that says, stick with me, give me give me a chance to – or or if a, if you really want me to go, here's a ridic- you have to pay me $30 million, mm-hmm. some ridiculous number yeah. that says, you know what, maybe we should rethink this. That's the type of thing I think if I'm him I say – Give me something like that, and I will stick here, and I will hopefully build you a champion. It's fascinating, man. We're not even in the middle of the season yet, and it seems like it's silly season. You know, <laughs> well, it's just like there's so much stuff going and on. And speaking of that, Mauricio Pochettino was in Argentina mm-hmm. talking to Fox Deportes in Argentina and said, yeah, I'm good to go. I, I'm ready to coach again. It's been two weeks, three weeks since he got fired. Well, we knew that was going to happen. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, he's he's already ready. Now, for your guy, Ole, he's he's suddenly now good. He got the win over Jose, so that was mm. nice. You hate to see it. Yeah. You just hate to see it. Poor I Jose. I know you felt so bad for mm-hmm. him. You I do. really did, and especially Rashford, too. I mean, scoring mm, the penalty and then scoring tough. off of his left. I mean, just a tear. And I, listen, I know that we have a bunch of Spurs fans who listen to this, and there's a great population of Tottenham supporters in the Columbus area. Hey, I told you when when Jose got there that you were you were gonna have the bump you were gonna have the Jose bump and then something like this was gonna happen no, it's and it's poetic like justice and he goes back to Old Trafford and just sucks no, and I love it. You sound you sound like what he did was he was on like a ten game winning streak and then he came up against hey man you know, he got Watford him from fourteenth to six in the table like that. No, I know well they won a couple games and then they lost a game. It's all right. It happens. It was on the road. I'm saying they lost a game to a team that is currently right around where he was. That, like, from, like, 6th to, I don't know, uh, 15th. It's a in the crap really, shoot. It's like a two-point separates yeah. the whole thing. So I'm saying it's not like he's been at it for 10 games and then just got tripped up by Watford or something inexplicably. This is, uh, you know, a growing pain type of thing. I don't think we're – I don't think we've even seen the Jose bump yet. You still got a few more. Like I, I need, will say that he has Deli Ali playing much, no, much better. No, he does. But I'm saying I think if I think you could still see. I think this was just a natural thing that can happen. I don't think this is like dire straits. I mean, we are Tottenham. talking about going to Old Trafford and trying to win a game. We know how much of a fortress that's been as of late, <laughs> and just so daunting. <laughs> it, it's historically supposed to be, but you're right. It's not been. Uh, so Pochettino also. I mean. See him at Arsenal? Like, 
if Brendan Rodgers oh, takes the deal sure. I'm talking about. The, Absolutely. I mean, the other rumored destinations for punch, let's just see. Would any of these pique your fancy if you were a head coach? Like, hmm, where would I want to go? PSG, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, and Arsenal all linked with with punch. Like, I... I think you would you would want to go. You know what? You probably want to go to Bayern. I think that would be I think that would be your best bet because we're hearing so much noise about Neymar and Mbappe, and you know that seems to be just a ticking time bomb with those two. And listen, you have those two players, and that's great, and that's fantastic, and they've got a really really good team. But that's so much pressure having those guys in your team. And Bayern, they're just there's pressure at Bayern too, of course. But Bayern seems like a much easier fix because. Like you already right got now, the guys. Yeah, you've got the guys. Bayern is in a spot, too, where, like, they're not out of it by any stretch. But what are they, like, fourth, I think, in the Bundesliga right now? They're they're not having the season they want. They're cruising in Champions League right Haven't now. Haven't lost not, a game. Right, they're fine. But, like, in, the, in their actual domestic league, in the Bundesliga, they are having some hiccups here and there. I think They'll those still things, win it by, like, seven points. Well, but right now they're, yeah, but right now they're sitting in fourth. So, it's, you're right. It's one of those things where if we were talking racing – it's like you know you've got a better car than everyone else, but for some reason it's just blurting out like puffs of smoke, mm-hmm. and you get the master mechanic just can't who get comes around in. the guys on the turns. Right, but the master mechanic could come in and he's like, "Well, there's a problem right there," and he switches out the headers or something in the engine, and suddenly it runs like a dream. Your washer fluid I, needed changed. Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. Now I can go I'm 300 saying, miles an hour. Punch is someone who's sitting there like I'm the master mechanic. I know how to fix this, mm-hmm. and it's really not that hard of a fix. But if they're gonna fire the guy and give me the keys. Well, I'll be in a good Champions League spot, and I'll go win the league again, and they'll think I'm a savior, and then I can just be there till I want to go to something else. That's the spot I go to, unless if Arsenal just makes them a ridiculous offer. Sure, that too. But yeah. Bayern's a much, much better job, I think. Finally, before we go, told you we would talk Ibra. Slotin Ibrahimovic. His statue has been defaced. Shame. Demoralized. Debrutalized. I don't know. It's just been De Bruyne. De Bruyne. It's been everything. <laughs> so, of course, he, if you didn't hear this, Slotten became an investor in Hammerby, which is a team in yep. Sweden. It's where he's from. Uh, not Hammerby, but Sweden. Yep. He's from Malmo, I believe. Yeah. He bought a 25% stake in Hammerby. Well, they are the rivals of Malmo, which is where he's from. And that's the boyhood club that he yep. played for that kind of broke him into the professional game. So, fans of Malmo, which is where his statue is, went out and defaced the statue. They spray-painted it. They threw a toilet seat on his arm. They were, like, lighting flares around. It was uh, quite the scene. They've put security staff around the statue. Reports state that one of Zlatan's properties in Stockholm was also vandalized. Obviously, that's not cool. None of this is cool. That's where we're going to record our podcast, me, you, Matt Lampson, and Zlatan. That's going to be the one in Stockholm, I think. where we have to go. So all I can tell you is uh, since we brought up Zlatan leaving MLS – He's just, every story's been about Zlatan in the world of soccer. That's so right. I just want to point out that Major League Soccer was the home of the biggest star in soccer these last couple years. And for that, the rest of the world, you're welcome. He's there. He's going back where? Probably AC Milan. It seems to be the destination. Well, they said that his, his wage about. demands were too high. Now they're like not even interested. Oh, they're not in interested him. in him. Yeah. Now. You know what I say? Where do you say? Bring him to the crew. Let's come back. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Hey, you know what? Maybe the crew could bring back Matt Lampson. That'd be good. We'd like to see that. Hopefully we Can we make more. that a dynamite duo? I mean, can we get Matt and Zlatan to come back? I say let's come back. I mean Zlatan's never let's been here, lock but. up Matt Lampson first and then use him 
to lures. He'll be mm-hmm. like, hey, remember the uh, floating queso? <laughs> Not queso, floating guacamole. guacamole. Yeah, Come on. You want to relive those days at uh, good old Hoover Dam, I'll Hoover be, Reservoir? I'll be Zlatan's guacamole bo- <laughs> boy. I don't care. I'd quit the radio station in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's it for us. We'll see you next week. Enjoy and have a great soccer podcast day. You've been listening to Bone and Beam United. 